Hey, welcome to Annotated ELA, a podcast for ELA teachers looking for ways to engage and motivate your students to be better readers, writers, communicators, and people. I'm your host, Melissa, a classroom teacher with 20 years experience in middle school. Join me right here each week for practical tips, stories, inspiration, and actionable strategies to use in your classroom and some laughs. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Annotated ELA. I'm so happy to have you. Let's dive in to some more vocabulary because finding time to teach vocabulary can feel impossible, but it doesn't have to be. So let's talk about four tips for creating a rich verbal environment that will fit into your daily classroom routine because I'm all about making it easy. Exposing students to new words doesn't always have to be a big production. So first, let's talk about what is a rich verbal environment. A rich verbal environment is two things, consistently using words that have been taught and using every opportunity to use and expose students to new words. Simple enough. One, it's consistently using words that have been taught. And two, it's using every opportunity to use and expose students to new words. Although I know students need multiple exposures to a word to learn it, there is still value in exposing students to words whenever possible, even if, as a class, the words are not being tracked. This just helps students to become word-aware, quote-unquote, and possibly even get them interested in being word collectors themselves. One of the first tips is just paying attention to words. Tip number one, paying attention to words. Simply asking students to pay attention to words, though, may not be enough. So consider making it a game or a challenge where students can earn points or improve their grade or prizes or trophies, stickers, whatever is fun, make it a competition. Maybe each class earns points and at the end of a month, the class that has paid the most attention to new words and brought in the most new words gets a fun day Friday or something. Make it easy for you to implement and something that your students will be excited about. And the teacher can create the expectations for finding the words outside of the classroom by asking students to listen for the use of words on TV. I mean, even in their video games, looking for words in print, using words with their parents or words that their parents use, finding examples of something that is the word, asking students to provide suggestions of words to add to their repertoire. There are no limits on how to get students excited about words. And actually, let me run through that list again. One, ask students to listen for the use of words on TV or their video games. Two, look for words in print. Three, words that their parents use or using the words with their parents. Four, finding examples of something that is the word. So once they've learned a word, bringing in examples of something that is that word. Five is ask students to provide suggestions of words that they want to add and adding those to the list. There are no limits. Tip number two is using mature language. Using mature language goes without saying that it should not be explicit, but I'm a middle school teacher and we've all had our slip ups and we know where those middle school minds go. So use mature language that is appropriate for the classroom but that is above what students might use on a regular basis. You can find moments to use mature language by pulling from events and happenings outside of the classroom. 
This is also a way for teachers to model that they are aware of and interested in words. Using the words with students in authentic ways will also encourage students to be curious about words. Whenever we can bring that mature language in an authentic conversation and in authentic ways with our students, it makes them more curious. It piques their interest. I know that I like to share my favorite words with my students, and then they're always finding ways to use my favorite word to impress me. And later on, as we go, I ask them to then share their favorite words, and I try to drop those here and there when I'm with them. The hope for this is that the students will begin to ask what words mean. They'll seek the meaning of unknown words, and they'll be excited about words too. It doesn't have to be a big production. It doesn't have to be a lesson. It doesn't have to be tracked in a notebook. Yes, we definitely want all of those things happening when we want words to stick. But I also think that authentically using and doing these things with our students will help it stick and they'll be lifelong learners and excited about those words forever. Some students just might surprise you. Tip number three is having word resources all over the classroom. Dictionaries, a thesaurus, those are obvious word resources. And I know dictionaries are gone. My students are always using dictionary.com and thesaurus.com. But prompting students to explore several different dictionaries will call attention to the flexibility of words and the many different meanings. If there's time and you've used a word, have them get on dictionary.com and look up the word. And then have them get on thesaurus.com and look up that word because we want them to understand the many shades of that meaning and how flexible words can be given their context and also comparing and contrasting by using the thesaurus. Another word resource is literature and poetry. If you're an ELA teacher, you're reading all the time. Text and poetry are wonderful sources for words. While reading, the teacher and the students can recognize the use of words in the text and the richness that it brings to the language of the novel and the meaning. Exploring words while you're reading is so powerful because it's being used in the text they're reading. It's authentic and it's a great way to show them that language has many shades of meaning. And poetry is another fabulous place to find those words. So you might be asking yourself, okay, but what do I do with these words? This brings us to tip number three. Because the goal is to create a rich verbal environment, it's not necessary to introduce the meaning of every word. Spontaneously using the words does not mean that every word used needs to be tracked or displayed. You will want to determine which words to keep around, and this could depend on you and on the students. You can create a special place to keep the words that are wonderful and put them up if it's a word that will stick around the classroom. Instead of a word wall with words that are tier one, tier two, you might just have a hanging sticky note, one of those big, large stickies, and you could call it wonderful words. And if it's words that you think are going to stick around the classroom, put them up there. You'll just have a list of wonderful words that are fun. When the students ask what the word means after the teacher uses it, it's often easier just to come up with an example to define a word than having them go and look up a definition, or than having you give a definition. If you use a word spontaneously and students want to know what it means, just come up with an example for them. And if it feels like a word you all want to add to your wonderful word list, do it. 
If it is appropriate in the moment, students can look up the word, but it can also be done later in the day on their own. The most important thing is to use words that students may not be familiar with whenever possible. And finally, tip number four. So let's explore within the words and across the words. Exposing students to unfamiliar words is not the only way to create a rich verbal environment. It's also beneficial to explore words that students are familiar with, but may not know much about. Exploring and understanding words helps students make connections to other words and shades of meaning. So even if you're not using novel words all the time or different words that students aren't familiar with all the time, using words that they use or that they know but may not be very familiar with is just as powerful because you're modeling a genuine interest in words, in word meanings, how words are used, and language is a deep and complex topic. So exposing students to the different ways that words are used and helping them understand how they're used is going to get them excited about language too. You don't need to have a curated list of the perfect vocabulary words. The fact of the matter is that yes, we want to be intentional and we want to make sure that we're helping our students learn in a way that is going to be most beneficial to them and that is going to stick and that is best practices. But also, sometimes we just need to have fun with them. And exploring words in this way is a fun, fun thing to do. How exciting. And it just helps us keep the joy alive in the classroom. Let's recap really quickly. The key to creating a rich verbal environment is using sophisticated words when the opportunity arises, getting excited about words and emotions that the words evoke, and how words are used to create meaning. That's it. That's what's important. Using sophisticated words when it's appropriate getting excited about words, and helping students understand how words are used. The classroom is full of possibilities for exploring words and using words, and I know you're already doing it, you just may not even be aware of it. I hope you found some of these tips helpful. If you've been enjoying the show, I would love for you to write a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other people decide if they're interested and want to listen too. Until next time, friends, remember... The magic is in the process. Thanks for hanging out with me and listening to today's episode. For more support with all things ELA, visit my free resource page on my website at annotatedela.com slash free. Until next time, friends, remember, the magic is in the process.